If only the even percentage of the people, 10% of the people would side with Elijah, everything would go well. Everything would be provided well. But there's no one who sided with Elijah. No one who um, joined Elijah in his cause for the Lord and the service of God. It was a very lonely um, ministry of Elijah. It was a very lonely work of the Lord. Because he was the only one working for God and no one helped him. But what did Elijah really need? What did he need? Did he need men to help him? Did he need um, money? Did he need methods of how to win people for, for the Lord? And to, you know, um, save the entire generation of um, people in Israel? The answer to that question is no. Elijah did not need men. Elijah did not need money. Elijah did not need methods. The same thing is true perhaps in our church today. Oh, only if we have thousand people in our church, then we can build a, a building for the It already is shown there. We don't need men. Men are blessing. You know, men are good. But I will tell you, the work of the Lord does not need men. Oh, only if we have enough money to buy a property. Again, Elijah faced the same situation. If Elijah had money and he can build his own tabernacle or he can build his own building for church, it might be still a problem. The heart of the people still may be not, not joining him at all. So it's not building, it's not money, it's not men, it's not machinery, it's not methods. The same thing, what the church needs today is what Elijah needed in his time. What did Elijah need? I will tell you, my friend. What he needed in those times is that he needed evidence that God was alive and active so that the people would believe on him and turn to him. What did Elijah need is really a God that will send down fire from heaven. What does our ch church need today? I think our, our church needs a God that will answer our prayers. If our God, you know, would would answer our all, or our, and I know he, he does, and again, uh, in, in such a way that, in such a way that sometimes you don't like, God's answer to our prayers and some, sometimes, you know, in the way that we don't expect. Sometimes we, we feel like God does not know how to answer our prayers. And sometimes we feel like the, the Lord is so slow that, you know, we go ahead because we cannot wait for the Lord. You see, my friend, here in verses 23 of our text in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse number 23 and 24. The Bible says, Let them therefore give us two bullocks 
and let them choose one bola for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under and I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under and call ye on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answereth by fire let him be God and all the people answered and, 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 and said it is well spoken now jump or fast forward verse number 38 and verse number 39 Verse number 38 and verse number 39. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and lit up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. You know what, my friend? This answers our questions. What did Elijah need? And what does our church need? Elijah need God. Elijah did not need men. He did not need machinery or methods. He did not need money. What he needed is a God that will answer by fire. And you see, what is an amazing drama that happened in this story um, of in Mount Carmel and this is exactly what we need today this is exactly not just our church but individually amongst us this evening this is exactly what we need we don't really need that money we don't really need people to help us we need a God to help us yeah. Yeah. because sometimes if there are people that will help us you know, it's very, very um, um, common the person will be elevated above God. And God will feel jealous uh, that he is left out and the person is being lifted up. And here you see Elijah, he could not win. I'll, I'll tell you, if Elijah did not um, win in this in this um, you know um, debate here. If Elijah did not win in the debate, he's finished. He could not go away. He could not run. There are thousands of people that will kill him, and the king was there. This is you know a do or die for Elijah. That is you know one of events that if he fails, he's done. Is finished. There will be no more story of Elijah in the next chapter of the book. But you see, we have this God that answers by fire, and the fire, the fire there is the symbol. The fire is the uh, is the evidence and the manifestation of of God's presence and God's power. It was not really. The fire that Elijah needs, he needs God to send the fire. Amen. And that is a great blessing to Elijah. I think we also need God that sends yeah. the fire. Yeah. We always need that. We just don't realize it that we need God, you know, to answer us. 
to give us that fire in our hearts, to give us that burden, to give us that flaming fire uh, that is coming from heaven so that we can do the things that God wants us to do. We need that fire from heaven. Amen. Just like in the fire that appeared to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse number 2. Exodus 3, 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. That is the fire from heaven. That is the fire that I believe all of us need. I believe our church also needs. Exodus 13, verse number 21. Exodus 13, verse number 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud and led them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. Again, the Lord used this um, evidence, the manifestation of his presence, the manifestation of his power. He uses this fire that I believe will awaken our senses that we really need the fire from heaven. We need God in our lives. Exodus 19, verse number 18. Exodus 19, verse 18. The Bible says that Mount Sinai was altogether the smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke um, thereof ascended as a, smoke, uh, as a smoke of a furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly. Again, the Lord used the fire, the evidence of his presence, the evidence of his power. Leviticus chapter 9 verse number 24. The Bible says, And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, um, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. You see, my friend, what we really need in our Christian life today, what we really need in our church today is the burning, consuming, and, and, and this illuminating, empowering fire. Because without it, without it, we are really, you know, uh, just, we are destitute of anything good for the Lord. We cannot really do anything good yeah, right. for the Lord right. without that power of the Holy Spirit yeah. in our lives. That is why um, Elijah recognizes, and he needed this. And the question tonight, how can we, um, uh, how can we obtain this fire? How can we obtain this fire? Uh, verse number 38 answered that question. Verse number 38, it says, Did the fire of the Lord fell and consume the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench? And again, in order for us to understand uh, this God who answered by fire, um, we need to understand what happened here before this event. What was the antecedents of this event that happened here in the midst of us? What what was the happenings? What was the uh, what was the event prior to this? Um, you know that the Lord sending fire from heaven, because it is really clear that the fire of God only falls when all His requirements are met. There are requirements how this fire of the Lord um, fell. There were events, there were things done before this fire came down. When did it fall? 
When was the time that the fire of God fell? You see, um, we will see tonight several things here in the list of the prerequisite of God's answer by fire. There are prerequisites um, to God's answer by fire. Number one. Number one. The fire fell when the altar of the Lord was prepared. In other words, in our personal lives, maybe, to, to apply this uh, as a matter of principle, that the Lord our God will only use us, you know, when these things is done first by us. There is this broken um, altar that is, that is of no use to God. This is, this is a kind of situation that God wants his people to, you know, repair that altar and I will talk to you again. And this altar, perhaps, my friend, is our prayer life. This altar, perhaps, is our devotion. This altar, perhaps, is our faith in God, our devotion to God. If this is not repaired, right. if this is not done, you know, uh, in proper repair, I will tell you, uh, it is impossible for that fire to come down. Yeah. The fire came down upon the prayer of Elijah with all this is properly done. It was when the altar was repaired. Verse number 30. Verse number 30. 1 Kings chapter 18. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord. You see, these people around Elijah just came there to break that altar. But the man of God is the one that will repair the altar. He could not offer to God when the altar is broken. He cannot do things for the Lord to do the things that God commanded him to do. With this altar being broken, he needs to do first the hard labor of repairing it by himself. He repaired the altar first. The very first thing Elijah did in his preparation for that coming fire from heaven was to repair that altar of the Lord. I will tell you, my friend, idolatry, apostasy, and many other things had been the prevalent um, uh, for so long that God's altars had been broken down. And Elijah came to repair it. Elijah came and engaged himself in the work of the repair. I will tell you, my friend, we can see whether our, our altars are broken now. Are your, altar, uh, are your altars now in good uh, condition? Do we have that, do we have that, you know, um, um, meeting place with the Lord that uh, everything is nice and set up? I'll tell you, our church is, uh, um, is, is, is not really in good shape. Um, we praise God that we have people in our church that really, you know, putting all this labor uh, to beautify our, our space in, in the worship service. We have this flower, and I believe, you know, um, the, 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 
the little mantle there, uh, little altar. Um, but I will tell you, this is this is a um, a great sacrifice of people um, that did this to our church uh, because they sacrificed it for the Lord. We can do more. How I wish that no, we can have a, a, at least not big you know, structure, at least something proper that we can we can um, have some proper backdrop and, and clean altar and something that um, you know we can put up but we cannot do it because we are just renting but again the Lord knows that and by all means um, some of our people will try their best to just beautify the place because uh, this is where um, the people will meet the Lord in as a congregation in prayer this is where all of us will come uh, before the presence of the Lord as a church. We have our own uh, personal, individual prayer uh, times and devotions, but this is different as a body of Christ. Because we come together with solemn, solemn requests before the Lord as a church, and we come together, and again, uh, we try our best to, uh, to, to beautify the place. Because we want that place to be um, acceptable to the Lord. Although this is a carnal effort that we are putting into our service, but again, that is a sign that we are really um, uh, giving the Lord importance. That is why we come to church, we try our best to, uh, to, to be presentable, not to the people, but presentable to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want we don't want people to look at us and then instead of them focusing on the word of God, they are going to focus on something. Something is not right in our dress. We we want we want the people to just focus on what God is going to speak to you in the messages, because you know all these things. This is nothing. Uh, why why we need to uh, make the people and understand all these things because. The most important thing when we come to the Lord is the presence of God and the holiness of God. Right. Here, the altar was broken. And because the altar is, was broken, Elijah engaged himself in the repair. Now, if our lines, or our altars are broken, we need to engage ourselves into the repair. Yes. Figure it out. Figure out what is wrong in this altar now and repair it. You see, the fire of the Lord only falls when the Lord is given his rightful place. We want the Lord to be magnified in our church. We want the Lord to be, to be honored in our lives. That is why we, we, we try to remove all these things that we do not need to come before the Lord. All these evil thoughts, all these things in our minds that, that would not please the Lord. All the habits, all the things that, that, is, that are wrong in the sight of God, we remove that before we come unto the Lord. Why? Because that is to put the Lord in His right place. We honor Him because He is our holy God. And because of that, the Lord, seeing our efforts, even though it's carnal effort, um, very futile, frail, um, 
because of the you know um who we are sinners but the lord will see our heart the lord despite of um this is the only thing lord that i can do this is that this is the only thing lord that i can offer if the lord will see this genuineness and uh and the sincerity and the uh you know uh, the seriousness of your heart the lord will honor it the lord will honor it you see when the altar was repaired that is one step that is one step towards god sending that fire he did not send it away after this but at least right there the altar was repaired another thing number two in verse number 33 it was when the sacrifice was offered when the altar was repaired the lord did not send the fire yet because there is a necessary ingredient for the fire when the fire comes down there must be the sacrifice in verse 33 it says and he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood now the sacrifice was a bullock that the sacrifice that elijah you know uh used he cut up this um you know um a sacrifice and he, he placed that and piece by piece he, he arranged it on the altar. I will tell you, my friend, this is exactly what we are supposed to do with our lives. Piece by piece in our lives, we will offer it unto the Lord. Lord, I will offer to you my hand. Lord, take my hand. Lord, I will offer to you my feet. I will offer to you my, my mouth. I will offer to you my ears. I will offer to you my, my eyes. I will offer to you my heart. Lord, I offer my body to you. Romans 12, 1. Romans 12, 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. In, in, in Romans chapter 6, verse 13. Romans 6, 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. A lot of us in this day and age, not just young people, but also adults. We have a very dirty ears. We put those things in our ears and listening to those bad things that's supposed to be not to be listened to. We have a very, you know, um, contaminated eye, eyes in us when we allow ourselves to watch those things that's not supposed to be watched. We look at these movies, we look at this. Um, things in, in, in this, on the screen that's not supposed to be watched because the eyes that we have belong to the Lord. 
In, in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. In your body. The problem with our body, as long as we come to church Sunday, it's okay for us to use our eyes on, you know, wrong things. As long as we come to church Sunday, it's okay for our hands to touch the unclean thing. It's okay for our mouth to speak the wrong words. As long as we come to church, uh, it's okay for our thoughts and our minds to think of those things that are not supposed to be in our minds. You see, Elijah, you know, cut up the pieces. He cuts up these pieces of sacrifice on the altar and that pieces of sacrifice upon the altar representing my friends upon perhaps the parts of our body that needs to be surrendered to the Lord. In fact, the entire being, the entire uh, things that we have, the things that we call our own, um, our, our body, our, our, our you know, um, our um, calendar, our uh, ambition in the future, our desire, you know, in the future, it's supposed to be offered unto the Lord. Cut up these pieces Elijah, he cuts up these pieces and he offered all of that to the Lord. We are supposed also to offer the pieces that we have in our members. Offer your eyes to the Lord. Offer your ears to the Lord. Offer your mouth to the Lord. Offer your head to the Lord. Offer your body to the Lord. Offer your time. Offer your treasure. Offer your tribe. Offer everything to the Lord because we are bought with a price. <clears throat> we are supposed to glorify God. You see, this is about us. What Elijah was doing here is actually uh, for us to see that we are supposed to do the same thing. If you want the Lord to, to send down that fire from heaven, we have to do this. You have to do this. Notice that how we ought to go back to um, 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 second, uh, Romans 6.13. Romans 6.13, neither yield ye your members. The word members there is a part of your body. There is this part of our body that I believe every single day is just, you know, um, soaking in sin. And most part of the body that really is soaking in sin, maybe our eyes, Watching those things in the in, 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 in our phones or our ears, listening those dirty songs, dirty music, and, and listening to the dirty words. And we allow it. We allow it. These are the members that we are supposed to be protected for the Lord. He said, Yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness. And neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. But yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. And your members, members, that's what I said a while ago. That's, those are members that we have the, you know, we have the control. 
I have the control with my hand. I have the control of my feet. I have the control of my mouth. I have the control of my eyes. I have the control of my ears. What to listen and you know, uh, what are the things that I would listen? I have the control of that. I have the control of this faculty that I have. You see, we are supposed not just to repair our altar, we are also supposed to offer that sacrifice. Offer your sacrifice unto the Lord. When the altar was repaired, when the sacrifice was offered, number three, the fire fell down from heaven when the water was poured. The water was poured. Verse number 33, go back to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 33. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, fill, fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran round about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. I will tell you why he did this. Why, why Elijah, you know, um, got into this point that he needs to make sure that um, there is no trickery here. If this burnt offerings will not be burned, then he's dead. He's finished. But if this burnt offerings if the Lord will answer his prayer, there is no impossible things. This bird offerings will be consumed by fire. He knows it. He knows it. It is very common, not just in those pagan times of this pagan priest, in those um, um, times in the past, but these priests were so notorious that their trickery, uh, they, they apply all this trickery. To deceive the people with false signs and lying wonders. They are saying, showing this to people that you see all these miracles that were performed by this priest. And because they worship Baal. And they will show all those false, false signs and lying wonders. Elijah was preparing to offset this uh, kind of trickery of these people. So here, um, after placing the pieces of sacrifice upon the altar, he drenched both the altar and uh, with water and the sacrifice, not only once, not only twice, but three times that the water now overflowed. Now, if the Lord will send his fire, that's even harder now to consume because there's water. But Elijah knew there's no amount, there's no amount of elements will be put in this offering or sacrifice that the Lord cannot do. And he asked the Lord to just do that. In verse number 35. And the water ran round about the altar and he filled the trench um, also with water. And again, um, there is this question that can come out from this. What things do we substitute for the fire of the Lord in our lives? Are we proud 
of what we have gotten in ourselves? Are we proud of the church that we have? Are we proud of the equipment that we have in our church? Are we proud to have whatever things that we have in our church, our, our, our choir singing, our, our preaching in our church, uh, our youth program, our, or our program for the whole year, our collection, our um, offering, and um, what are we proud of? Because maybe we substitute the fire of the Lord because of these things that we see. We have to understand, my friend, as Elijah did not need men, even though in himself he needed men. Oh Lord, I'm the only one. No one's working with me. No one's helping me in the ministry. I'm the only one working for you. He needed men, but in reality, God sees that he did not need men. Elijah did not need men. Elijah did not need money. Elijah did not need machinery. Elijah needed a God that will send fire from heaven. Yep. Yep. And the same thing is true with us. <clears throat> our church, our ministry, our family, our problems, personal problems, we do not need money. Yep. We do not need men. We do not need all these methods, how to, you know, think positively, or all these uh, things that are taught in this world. We do not need all these tricks. We just need God. Yeah. We just need Him. Yeah. You see, the fire fell from heaven first when the altar was repaired. The fire fell from heaven when the sacrifice was offered. The fire fell from heaven when the water was poured. Now let's take a look at this verse number 26 and 27. Because the fire fell from heaven when the prayer was made. Prayer. In our past events, in the weeks past, we recognize the problem of prayer. <laughs> The problem of prayer is a very big problem. But here, Elijah, he was a man of prayer. It was the habit of Elijah's life to pray. And he did not only pray when he was in trouble, and we know, and we know it. He's not like us, you know, common Christians. That we only come before the throne of God and we sincerely ask God for certain requests when we are in big trouble. We only pray to God when there is a great problem that we cannot solve. Our, our, our bank account cannot, cannot solve this. Our, um, uh, we, we need God this time. We only come to God when it is last resort. We only pray to God when there is, there is no help inside and there is no way that this problem only takes a miracle to solve. You see, but Elijah did not do that. Elijah prayed and he always prayed. James chapter 5, verse number 16, verse number 16 of James 5. Notice here, he said, 
Confession falls one to another. Pray and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias, that's Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. He's just like us. He feels tired, he feels hungry. He, he's just like us. And he prayed earnestly. I think this is the difference between us and Elijah. When Elijah prayed, he prayed in earnestly. When we pray, he just leave it unto the Lord. I asked my children, I told you already, I was in trouble because I could not form my message. And that was already morning. Saturday morning for the so winning revival. And I, I, I was thinking of praying about this topic of uh, soul winning. I like soul winning. This is soul winning revival or mission or about prayer because the, the theme bothered me so much because the theme was not really so much about going soul winning and we did that for many years but the theme is about call unto me. It's about prayer and struggled for many days, struggled for many weeks and then I had to make a decision, but still I could not make a decision. So I asked my, my children. I asked Nehemiah and Anika, the best of my children. <laughs> Nehemiah and Anika are the best of my children when it comes to prayer. And then I asked them, please pray for me. They went. Ten minutes after, they're back. I said, I said, do not touch this computer, do not touch this phone. I said, pray with We did. <laughs> they finished in less than ten minutes. And I, yeah, I just laughed at the reality that, you know. So I thought that, you know, when you pray for me, pray these specific things and then about this, about that, so pray. So it can take you like 40 minutes to one hour to pray for me. So um, they prayed, and I really thank the Lord, you know, uh, for children to pray for their parents. It's it's a it really I would say game changer because um, it's really a great blessing for children to pray for their parents. I will tell you, children here, children, maybe you have not done so. Start praying for your parents. Start praying for your parents. You will see the whole different, you know, atmosphere in the home. And God's blessing, you know, to fall upon your family, upon your parents. Ask God for the wisdom for your parents. Ask God for the blessing for your parents. Protection. And, and that, you know, your father would always love your mother. And your mother will always support your father. Just do that, you know, um, as as beg God for for that kind of um, blessing for your parents. And I will tell you, your parents would appreciate it if you pray for your parents. We need to pray. Elijah was a man, you know, in a habit of prayer. It's not just a habit. It's really, he, he, it just shows. He's dependent upon God. He's dependent upon the Lord. And here, 
in, in go back to first uh, uh, Kings chapter 18 verse number 26 and 37 he prayed here and he prayed several times he prayed several times it was not answered straight away the moment that Elijah prayed and then straight away God answered the prayer no no you see even though Elijah was favored by God when Elijah prayed, he did not stop there. Oh, I already prayed, so it's up to the Lord to answer it. No, Elijah keep on praying, and I think I thank the Lord that my children, when I asked them to pray, and I I saw them that they are not they stop praying. He said, "Pray again. I want you to pray again," because that's that's how the way it is. You have to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and keep on praying. Amen. Do not cease to pray because Apostle Paul said, you know, pray without ceasing. Amen. Do not stop praying. You have something that you ask from the Lord? Ask the Lord. And then ask Him again. And then ask Him again. Then ask Him again. Until you keep on asking until the Lord will give you your request. Do not stop praying. Verse 36 here. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. That is a complete set of prayer. And Elijah could have walked away and wait for heaven to pour down that prayer, fire from heaven. I will tell you my friend, no. He did not stop praying. He kept on praying and he continued praying. He pursued his prayer. He said in verse number uh, 27, Hear me, O Lord, Hear me. You see, this is the second set, the second attempt. He attempted the second time. He, he attempted in prayer the first time. As many of us would attempt prayer the first time and then we quit. We stop. You see, Elijah, he attempted the first time and then he knew that he needs to go again and, and call the name of the Lord again. Verse 36, verse 37. <clears throat> hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. He repeated the word, hear me, O Lord, hear me. He pleaded for God. He pleaded for God. It was a desperate need of Elijah. I told you about if you were there in our meeting in uh, in Pakatani for the soul winning revival, our prayers cannot be heard unless our prayers are desperate. When our prayers are desperate, that is one of the requirements of God to answer from heaven. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face 
and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. You see, unless our prayer is desperate, there is no then. You can start the if, but if you do not start the if, do not ex expect the then. That is, that is ex exactly what it is in first in second chronicles 7 14 that second chronicles 7 14 is a very simple instruction uh, from god in order to get things from god very simple instruction because it can be understood by even young children the lord wants you to do the if and then the lord will do the then do not expect that the then would come without you doing the if. You see, but we want the then. We want God to bless us. We want God's blessing. But are you not concerned that God wants you to do the if? If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. God requires humility when we come to him. In other words, Elijah pleaded for God. Elijah begged the Lord because Elijah could not demand God, could not control God. He could not, you know, um, dictate God of what he wants God to do. He asked the Lord, hear me, O Lord God. Hear me, O God, hear me. That was humility. Because God has all the, you know, all the uh, uh, prerogatives not to answer. Do not think that when you come to God, God is obliged to give you what you want. You have to beg God, you have to plead for God, and hoping that God will hear from heaven. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, Humble, as if like, you know, when you have uh, 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 like a story of a, of a war and we have this general that is capturing the whole city, sieging the whole city, and now the captives are there, the leader of the land is now an, under captive, uh, now he, he's, he's going to either kill the person or make the person al um, stay alive. That person might bow his head to the, to the ground. His head to the ground, and the winning general may, may put um, his foot, uh, you know, on top of his head, or or kick him, or whatever he wants to do with that. That person is, you know, at the mercy of this, this winning general. In our prayer to God, that is supposed to be the case that we come to the Lord and bow our heads. We bow our, our, ourselves before God and, and seeking God's favor. Lord, if you will not bless me, Lord, if you will not help me, Lord, if you will not give me your mercy, Lord, I would die. Lord, my life is in your hand. Lord, be merciful unto me. If the Lord will not give you mercy, you are finished. That is how the way, you know, God will answer prayer. As if that you have nowhere to go. Lord, this is the end of the line. I cannot go anywhere if you will not hear me, Lord. There's, there's no one that can help me. Help me, Lord. 
when the time becomes desperate, then, then, if, if when the time becomes desperate, then the Lord might hear. Because God is a merciful God. He will hear your desperation. But we need to come to the point of desperation. We need to be serious in our prayer. You see, here, Elijah begged the Lord and he prayed to God several times. He prayed to God and notice when, um, you know, when he prayed and where he prayed and how he prayed. You will see that the Lord, his God, answered his prayer. If we will really pray, if we really come to the Lord with the, with the humility of our heart, with, with the sense of urgency and with the sense of, of um, you know, a desperation, the Lord is a, is a very soft God. The Lord is a very, very uh, merciful God to answer our prayers. The last thing that we can see here, not just that the fire came from heaven when the altar was repaired, and then the altar, I mean, the sacrifice was offered, and the water was poured, and, 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 and the, the prayer was made, the fire came from heaven, um, it was when the motive was purged. I believe so. I think there is a little bit of, uh, you know, humanistic, you know, angle here with Elijah. But if I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but this is very spontaneous that sometimes you cannot really see and you cannot really detect the motive of Elijah. Because it seems like he presented himself to be the man of God there in verse number 36. This is just maybe something that we can linger a little bit, but it's a very small amount of scripture that perhaps, you know, might attract our attention about the question of motive. Why, why do you want God to answer your prayers? What is our motive? Why we want God to answer us? Because here we will see. There is a little bit of change in the tone of his prayer. Verse number 36 and verse number 37, Elijah changed a little bit the tone. He changed. Again, I will read and, and, and see it to yourself. He said, And it came to pass at the time of the offering, the evening sacrifice, that Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art the God, thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. And that prayer is made. I believe this is, there is spontaneous things here happening, but if you if you are you know um, um, diligent uh, you know uh, student here, 
and you can see that there is a tinge of um, motif. There is a little bit uh, tinge of um, selfishness in the part of on the part of Elijah when he made this uh, prayer to God in the first set of prayer. But verse number twenty-seven, there's a little bit of change, and he said now. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that thou art the Lord God. Now, he repeated the first part, and then he puts himself in the second part. But now, when he, he prayed again, he repeated the first part. He, he made it the same, almost the same uh, uh, connotation of his prayer, that, that people may know that he is the Lord God. And then he said, and that... Thou hast turned their heart back again. And that's, this is where the fire from heaven finally came. This is where the prayer was answered. And that is why there is a little bit of, you know, purging, purging of motive here. Elijah, no, this is not about you. Elijah, this is about the Lord God. You see, in everything, why we need revival, why we need victory in our lives, why we need to be successful, why? What is our motive? Why, why we need to, why we need to uh, be successful in this life? So that people will look at us and they will respect us and they will elevate us and they will do our bidding. Why is that? Why? Because, you know, we have some motives. But when the motive was purged, the Lord has just given Elijah the things that he prayed for. Yeah. Elijah prayed for the fire that all might know. What is that? That I am the servant of the Lord. And I have done all these things at your command, Lord. Amen. And then he changed a little bit in verse 27. So these people will know that you, Lord, are God. And that you are turning their hearts back again. And then the Lord. I, 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 we cannot really say that the Lord wait, waited for that you know, um, prayer to be to be corrected a little bit. Maybe the Lord is impressing upon the heart of Elijah. Elijah changed the change the, the motive. Change the motive. And, and and Elijah, by the impression maybe of the Holy Spirit, he changed his motive. Lord is all about you. It's not about me. And the Lord, you know, was glorified in that. The Lord answered the prayer. You see, only when our motive is that God should be glorified and His name honored and exalted in our lives, that the fire of the Lord from heaven fall down. These are the prerequisites to an outpouring of um, that consuming fire of the Holy Spirit. My friends, we have to look into this because 
We need God's blessing. We need, we need to experience this, Lord. Oh, it's a great blessing. We experience this our, in our own personal walk. Lord, it is a great blessing to experience if we experience this in our own um, personal ministry. Lord, you know, send fire from heaven. Lord, we want every, every um, um, minute um, miracles that you will do in our lives. Lord, we want miracle after miracle. Lord, perform those miracles. Give us, Lord, miracle. Oh, how I wish, Lord, uh, how I, I crave for miracle. That, that is supposed to be our you know, life. We crave uh, for God's miracle every single day. We, we, we want God's miracle to be performed in our lives. And once we, once we experience miracle, then we pour the praises and, and, and blessings unto the Lord, thanking God, Lord, thank you, that you are my God, and that you are, and that you answer the prayers of your servant. And that is, uh, my friend, uh, what Elijah experienced here. This, this, this is a grand. The miracles of God here is so big, it's so grand. But I will tell you, we will enjoy even the smallest of miracles of God. As long as we know that it's coming from God. Oh, it's such a, a, a blessing to our hearts that we will rejoice in the Lord knowing that we are serving the true and living God. And that is what really makes us strong in our Christian life when we see God is working in our lives. Let's bow our breath. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for showing us this um, sets of um, things, Lord, that happened there uh, in the Mount Carmel, and for using um, Elijah, Lord, to be the example here of believer that only uh, depended on you, Lord. He, he's just um, Lord uh, depending on you, and that would that was supposed to be the end of his life. If you did not answer. Uh, that prayer of Elijah in that very moment, Lord, Elijah would have been killed by the people because there's no way he could escape from there. But Lord, you are a true living God and Elijah, your servant, and Lord, you have blessed him with all those miracles that you have uh, performed in, the, in, 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 in front of the people. Lord, be glorified, Lord. Um, in the midst of your people. And thank you, Father, for showing this to us tonight. Thank you for teaching us lessons also that, Lord, we need to repair our altars. We need, Lord, to uh, um, to give that sacrifices, our offering. Lord, we have a lot of things to do in order for this fire from heaven to come down. And please, Lord, teach us in every single day, every single way, Lord, that uh, we can have that fire from heaven too. Lord, we want to experience your miracles. We want to experience your working. And please, Lord, um, do so to us as you did to Elijah and to the people of Israel. Lord, please um, perform your miracles and give, Lord, your people uh, their heart's desire and their, uh, and their all the prayers to you, O God. Please, Lord, answer their prayers because we, we know, Lord, that you are the only one that can give us our requests. And I pray, O oh God, that you will just touch the heart of your people. And Lord, uh, I pray that you will work as the Holy Spirit will move this evening. As you are here, and if the Lord is speaking to your heart, we, we may come to the Lord. And whatever is the problem in our altar, our prayers, our Bible reading, 
whatever is that that God, you know, um, speaking to you, come down and sort it out to the Lord. The altar is open and you can come to the Lord and ask the Lord for uh, help in your personal life. continue to pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, whatever um, we have brought upon this altar tonight, I pray, O God, that you would just uh, help all of us, Lord, fulfill the desires of your people. Thank you, Lord, for the people that have come to this altar. And Lord, whatever desire that we have, whatever problems that we face, that we need help of, Lord, please um, answer their prayers, O God. And that, Lord, your people will rejoice in you when they experience, Lord, uh, miracles upon their lives. Please, Lord, be with them and be with, it, with your people. And, Lord, multiply your blessing upon them. And, Lord, be there as, uh, to their help, Lord, when, when they need your help. And we know that they always need um, your help. And I pray, O oh God, that you will just attend to the prayers of your people. And bless, Lord, bless these people, O oh God. And thank you for the victory tonight. Thank you for your working, and Lord, we praise uh, your holy name, and we thank you, Lord, for giving us peace in our heart tonight, for giving us this uh, victory also. And Lord, once again, uh, be magnified in our midst. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.